Hello, friends. Welcome back. Surprise, surprise. No intro music today because I have an incredible interview for you. This is episode number 233, and I just want to start with a few quotes from what you're about to hear. Karen said, food has been my hiding place and comfort for so long. The physical weight that I was hanging on to is a result of the mental burden that I've been carrying for many, many years. That's just two quotes from this incredibly powerful episode. Today, you're going to hear incredible weight loss wisdom and truth bombs from a mom of three who went from emotional eating and comfort foods to losing weight and finding peace, <laughs> peace with food and with her body. Look, if you're sick of diets and weight loss programs that aren't sustainable and all of the false promises from the diet industry, then trust me, Karen knows how you feel. Every time she lost weight, she was, in her words, <laughs> cranky, hungry, and angry. And her, she felt like her life revolved around food, and, and it just really wasn't worth it. Karen lost weight with other programs, but they didn't teach her to address what was going on on the inside. And then, after working out for like a year without really losing any weight, she began finally shifting things. She began changing her brain, changing her perspective on food and dieting and weight loss, and finally started seeing weight loss results. And so look, if you've ever tried weight loss programs like Slim Fast, Weight Watchers, Keto, or Beachbody, or Counting Calories, Karen knows how you feel. She talks about all that in this episode. But if you've tried that and you haven't found the success you want, then this episode is for you. I can pretty much guarantee you will see yourself somewhere in Karen's story. So without further ado, let's run that interview now. All right, everyone, welcome back. I'm so excited because today I have a big time treat for you. I have Karen, who has been a longtime member of the Inner Circle Coaching Group. And <laughs> I can remember from one of her first posts, I was like, oh my gosh, we're in for a treat because it was so real and so honest, but also so hilarious. Like she just had a phenomenal sense of humor and just a, a great, uh, just a great, great sense of kind of life and, and how to in, inject fun into stuff. So you're going to get to hear from Karen today. Let's jump right in. Karen, kick us off. T just tell us about you. Tell us about yourself, a little bit of your story about life and health and weight loss and, and, and anything you'd like to share. Go for it. All right. So thank you for having me, Corey. I feel like the first thing I need to do is I need to address the fact that my name is Karen. I want everybody to know <laughs> that it's just a name it's not an attitude. That's, I want to get that out there first. So, so I don't want people to call it or, you know, to listen and say, Oh no, it's a Karen. So listen, listen that's, that. it's so funny. You said that Karen, because, and it's so funny. We were just talking. So right before we started this episode, guys, we were talking about the dentist and literally Karen, I was, I was at the dentist the other day and the lady that was cleaning my teeth said something like, Oh, she's just a Karen or something. Oh, just a Karen. And finally, like when she took, like, I'm so obtuse. Like I, I had no idea what she was talking about. When she took the things out of my mouth, I was like, what is a Karen? Like, what do you, I, I'm, I had no idea. So yes, from what my dental hygienist explained to me that a Karen was, I can assure all of you that this Karen is not that. So, so that's a great, yeah. that's a okay. great intro. Yeah. So now that we have that out of the way, um, I am Karen. I am an educator. I'm a mom of three very busy children. Um, you know, I have a husband to help, to help take care of. Um, what else do I do? I don't know. My kids are busy all the time. So I feel like life revolves around my kids. And that's kind of, that's a little bit about who I am. Um, weight loss. Yeah. 
let's talk about, can we talk about weight loss, Corey? <laughs> let's do that. Uh, you know, it might, I don't know, people might leave because they weren't expecting weight loss on the real life weight loss podcast, but let's go for it. Just, you, you, you tell us about it. So weight loss. Um, yeah, my whole life I've struggled with weight loss and actually it stems from childhood trauma. When I was a little girl, I faced some trauma and I instantly thought after that happened, I needed to be very guarded and I needed to be in control of everything in my life. So while I was controlling everything in my external sphere, I very much lost control of my internal person. Um, I found comfort in food. I could hide and I could eat. Um, I always looked like I had everything together from the outside, but on the inside, I was a little bit of a wreck. It was very exhausting trying to keep the front up all the time. So when I would get home, I remember being 12 years old and going and sneaking to the refrigerator to eat spaghetti casserole. I don't know what, I don't even like spaghetti, but it was the fact that I could go there and I could hide and I could find comfort and I did not have to be in control in that moment. So ever since I was little, um, food has been my hiding place and my comfort. And, you know, it's fine to find comfort in something that's healthy, but then it got to a point that my comfort started to show in my physical body. And so from early teenage years, I was overweight. I uh, kind of hit it. I pretended like everything was okay. And I just kind of kept walking through life, kind of finding comfort in all the wrong places. Oh my goodness. So I have a feeling, Karen, when you said food has been my hiding place and comfort for so long that like so many people out there totally forgot what your name even was. And we're just like, amen. Like, <laughs> I, like I totally feel that. And, and that's true for so many of us. Um, you said, was it, you, was it around your teenage years where it, you said that you started to notice weight gain from these habits around food? Yeah, it was my early teenage years. Yeah, okay. probably 14, 15. Okay. Um, so my goodness, everything you shared, I have so many questions related to. So at what point did you say, okay, wait a minute, I want to, I want to try to address these weight issues. Like I want to do something about it. At what, what age was that? So I probably went on my first real diet when I was 16 and that would be good old slim fast from mm. back in the day. You know, if you go to the drugstore, mm -hmm. what was, what was there wrong with having a chocolate shake for breakfast and lunch and a reasonable dinner? Um, I do remember that. I remember, I, I mean, I don't like chocolate to this day. I don't because of, you know, thank you, Slim Fast. No wow. offense, but, you know, I don't ever want to have another chocolate shake for the rest of my life. But that was my first experience with dieting. And they made me a promise on the box that if I did these things, I would have great results. Mm. And I was, I felt very betrayed because they didn't keep their end of the deal. Mm. You know, they didn't tell me that I would have to do this thing every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. So that was my first experience with dieting. And then it was um, diet, diet, diet. Oh, no, this doesn't work. Go back to food, binge food, go to a drive through, hide and eat in your car, 
um, take food home late at night and go hide in your room and eat because my parents were three square meals, healthy eaters. So I wanted to hide from that. I didn't want my parents to see what was happening. Now I look back at pictures now of, you know, when I was 14, 15, 16, I was not that overweight, but society had led me to believe that I was not the ideal image. Mm. So I was chasing an image that I wasn't even meant to be. So that's kind of where my experience started. And it's just, it's been a crazy roller coaster with food and dieting since then. I could probably tell you everything there is to know about every diet out there. Okay. Well, that, that brings up a great, a great topic. So I'm just curious and you, you can say as much or as little as you want about each one or like, what are some of the things you tried? Like what you started with slim fast, like what are some of the other things? So, um, I've, literally tried them all. There was a military diet. There was, of course, everybody's favorite keto, which I might get in trouble if I slam keto, but I tried keto for a while. I've done Weight Watchers. I did something like Jenny Craig. Um, I did a weight loss clinic. I have literally done them all, Corey. And then I've done calorie counting. I've, yeah, everything in between. Wow. Wow. So, okay. So you mentioned earlier, you were like doing all these, trying all these different diets and so forth. And you were like, and they wouldn't work. And then I would go, you know, and hide and eat food and all these things. And so when you say they didn't work, was it that you wouldn't really lose significant weight in the first place or you would lose weight and then it would just come right back? Like kind of what was, what were you experiencing along that time? So when I first started dieting, it's that I didn't see results. I didn't see the weight loss that I thought I needed to lose at that time. I probably only had 15 to 20 pounds to Mm. lose. And I think we have all learned if we've been in this game long enough, the less you have to lose, the harder it is to lose. Mm. So it was, I didn't see the results that I expected. Now, after my third child, um, my weight ballooned up higher than I have ever been. And that was the first time I successfully lost 75 pounds. It was a hard, hard 75 pounds to lose. And I was very cranky and angry for about a year that it took me to lose that. Um, After that, I think I had two toddlers at that point and a nine-year-old and just juggling life. I was like, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of being hangry. I'm tired of being rude to my family. I'm tired of my life revolving around food. So I fell back into old habits. Uh, A few years later, I was just tired of feeling bad. So I tried um, another weight loss program. I don't know what we're allowed to say and not allowed to say here, but you can, you can say anything you want. Like if any, if, if people haven't gotten mad at the things that I've said about different things, (laughs) don't say anything you're not comfortable. Don't don't attack a person, but I don't think that's what you're going to do. Yeah. No. And I'm not even going to attack this lovely Weight Watchers program, but I tried that. I lost 50 pounds on Weight Watchers, but again, it was not sustainable. They taught me how to count points and to assign a number to a food, but they didn't teach me to address what was really going on inside. And that was that little girl that was constantly trying to find comfort. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. Okay. So my goodness, there's so much, so much there. So um, first of all, guys, don't miss it. Karen dropped some like 
truth bombs, some knowledge bombs in there. And I just want to go back over them very quickly. So number one, she said, we all know my, we all know by now, the less you have to lose, the harder it is to lose. And that's something I think I've discussed this before on the podcast and I'll probably do an entire episode about it at some point, but that is true gang for all of you out there. Typically, typically not always, but typically the less weight that you have left to lose, the more challenging it's going to be to lose. So if you've lost 40 pounds and you're down to your last 10 pounds, that last 10 pounds may be really tough to lose. Maybe not, but probably. And then on the flip side of that, if you have 80 pounds to lose, you're probably going to lose the first 10 or 15 or 20 or whatever a little more easily. Um, so those are just some some facts of kind of weight loss. Again, there are exceptions, but that's typically true. Next, Karen said, man, she lost 75 pounds after after your third child, correct? Yes. Yeah. And she said, I was cranky and hangry. And I, I got, I got all the time. I was cranky and hangry. And she said, I got tired of my life always revolving around food and that, oh my goodness, this is something I talk about with presentations guys. And like, I'm going to be doing one coming up in April, April 13th, I think at 8 PM. So one of the things that I discuss and don't miss this, What's the point of losing weight if you're miserable? I don't care which diet program it is. I don't care which weight loss program it is. Like if if whatever it took to lose that weight makes you cranky and hangry all the time, or you're just constantly obsessing about food all the time, then there's no balance and you're miserable. And what's the, so Karen said it, she experienced it. She lived it. She lost 75 pounds and she was like, for, I mean, you didn't say it just like this, Karen, but she was like, forget this. It's not worth it. I'm, I'm, I'm miserable. I don't like this. And so, you know, she eventually drifted back to, to where she had been in her life with, you know, having a little more fun in life, having a little more peace of mind and not constantly being obsessed with food. So, okay. Okay. All that being said, looking back, Karen, what, like we, we've just talked about all these different diets and all these different attempts and so forth, like what used to really drive you nuts about diets and the weight loss industry and just kind of the whole process? I think it was the promise that this particular plan or this way of eating was it. If you mm -hmm. do what we tell you to do, then you're going to be golden. You're going to have, you know, a beach body in no time, which I did that one too, by the way. Um, <laughs> you're going to find perfection. You're mm -hmm. going to meet these standards that we have set forth for women in general. Um, and I think what was so disappointing is they don't tell you it's not sustainable. They don't tell you that eating bacon and eggs and a steak every day, you're going to get tired of that after a while. Um, they don't let you know that there is hard work involved. They want to spin everything as an easy, quick fix and nothing in life comes with an easy, quick fix. Mm. So uh, Karen just gave a masterclass on the diet industry marketing. Don't miss it guys. Like literally this, th if you do this, it's going to deliver the body of your dreams and it's going to be quick and easy. And we're just going to conveniently leave off the part about you having to maintain it. And this is so ironic, Karen, this podcast, ep the podcast episode I'm about to refer to has not been published yet, but it will, it'll be coming out, but it will have already come out by the time this, this, uh, episode with you and I comes out, but I literally just recorded an episode where I talked about, please remember whatever, whatever results you achieve, you also have to maintain those. Yeah. And like, like that's to me, that's just a basic truth of, of weight loss success. I've seen way too many people 
have success and then slowly it trickles away. Or, but like you said, Karen, they make you think like, okay, do this, you'll get the prize and then you're done. And that's not the way it works. Okay. Okay. So you kind of alluded to this earlier, I think, but I want to still want to ask it like back then the old Karen, if you will, what did she feel like was holding her back from losing weight and making progress or just achieving what she wanted? I didn't feel like I could sustain anything. Mm. I felt like it was a light switch was on or it was off. And there was no, there was no living in the middle. I had, I either had to be a hundred percent all of the time or nothing. All or nothing. I didn't put her up to that gang. I promise. Like she said it of her own free will all or nothing. It is our arch nemesis when it comes to losing weight and keeping it off. Okay. Absolutely. Beautiful. Now, Karen, you seem very astute when it comes to the diet industry and, and cr the crazy marketing and all that stuff. So why in the world, what is it that made you decide to join my inner circle coaching group? So about two years ago, I was going outside to garden, which I love to do, and I needed a new podcast. So of course, what is the one thing I'm always researching? Dieting. I, you know, I'm like, maybe there's something new out there. Maybe there's some guru that can give me some advice I haven't heard before. So um, on my music app, I searched for weight loss podcast and yours came up. So I'm outside, you know, I'm digging in the dirt, doing all the things. And I listened to the very first episode and it was kind of ironic that as I was digging in the dirt and pulling weeds, you started talking about all the mental crap that I needed to work through and root through and dig through. So it was like the sun shined down upon me and the Lord said, this is it. This is where you need to land. So I washed my hands. I put my stuff away. It was one of the rare days that my house is quiet. And I came in and I, I got my notebook out. I actually saved the notes notebook being me, my digital notebook, got my phone out. I took extensive notes and I can tell you, I looked that up this morning. Um, it was May 14th, 2021. And I took pages and pages of notes wow. and it was something that I had never heard before in a diet. In that first episode, you didn't say one word about what kind of food I needed to eat. You didn't tell me that I needed to fast. You didn't tell me that I needed to pay for a supplement or I needed to go get this powder or do this thing. You mentioned that I needed to work through my brain. I needed to figure out what was causing all of this. And it just kind of clicked that the comfort, the, the physical weight that I am hanging on to is a result of the mental burden that I had been carrying for many, many years. So, you know, I listened, I kind of, I just feasted on this podcast for days and days and days. And, you know, now my kids are getting upset, like, mom, why won't you listen to us? Could you feed us? And I'm like, no, I got to listen to this podcast. You don't get it. Oh. Um, no, I did feed the children. I promise. <laughs> I guess I couldn't get enough of it. And then, you know, like any good podcast person, you know, you left me right there hanging on the edge. And at the time, the inner circle was not open to new membership. So I just kept listening and listening and listening. And then the minute that I heard an invitation to join the inner circle, I jumped on it. Like, I have to, I have to know more. I have to get to know Corey better. I got to figure this out. So I joined 
And I mean, I haven't, it's been eight months and I haven't looked back and it was the best decision I ever made. Hmm. Oh man, that, that warms my heart more than you know, Karen. Like I, I, I say this, I've said this before on the podcast, but all of you amazing people out there listening, like I, I put time and effort and love into these episodes, even though you, sometimes you guys may wonder like, wait a minute, did he really think through that one? But, but I do, I put time and effort and love into these and, and I kind of put them out there and I just hope they, they, they have an impact, you know? And sometimes I get feedback, you know, I get messages on Instagram or Facebook or emails or whatever. And those are lovely and wonderful. I always love hearing from people, but like Karen to hear that. And here's the thing, guys, Karen's been in the inner circle coaching group for eight months. As she mentioned, Karen, you've never shared that story before. Like no, that's, that's my uh, first time hearing it. And it, it literally, it, it almost brings tears to my eyes and it just warms my heart. So thank you so much. Um, was there something more you were about to say in relation to that? No, I was just going to say, I don't, I'm generally a very private person, which is, you know, a lot of my problems in life are because I don't like to talk. I don't like to seem vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, so it took me a long time to decide to share that, mm-hmm. but I felt like, you know, this is mm-hmm. the day and the time. And if there's anybody else out there, and I know there are, I'm not the only unicorn out in the world, <laughs> but if there are other people out there, you know, that, they feel like they can't share something. It's okay. You know, mm. let people know, especially when you're thankful. So Corey, I'm very thankful mm. for your program. Well, I'm incredibly thankful for you. And think about that. It's almost exactly. So we're recording this episode in March of 23, 2023, almost, it's almost exactly two mm-hmm. years ago when you were digging in the, and the irony of that too, Karen, and you know this by now, I'm sure I love gardening. Like I love my garden. And so you were digging in the garden, listening to my podcast. I love gardening. And then here you are almost exactly two years later on the very podcast that you went in and sat down and took notes to. And there's somebody right now out there going, wait a minute, I'm going to take some notes. This is, this is good stuff. So, oh my goodness. I love, I love all of that. I guess let's, let's just, let's jump to now. Cause mm-hmm. well, no, let me, I do want to point this out. I do want to point this out. Cause I don't want anyone to miss it. Karen shared something in there that I was going to go by, but I just think it's a vital, vital teaching point. And that is, she said, I'm a, I am tend to be a very private person. Guys, gals, some of you are very private. And I totally respect that. I'm a very private person. Like, I, I don't like to share a lot of my personal life in general. But Karen joined the coaching group. And it is a group made up of people from all over the world, literally. Now, once you've been in the group for a little while, you kind of begin to learn it's it's a really amazing place of incredible support and encouragement. But like Karen didn't join and then go, okay, well, I'm just going to work through this program by myself. And like, no, Karen was an amazing student, Karen, if, if I may. You're the educator, I know. But like mm-hmm. Karen was an incredible student because she came into the program and she was basically like, okay, this is the stuff that Corey says to do. If I want to take, you know, if I want to get these results and not just get these results, but really kind of transform my, my brain and transform my body. So I'm just going to do this stuff. So she, she participated, she posted, you know, weekly, she, she participated in coaching calls. Like she didn't allow her desire to be private to keep her from participating in the program. And we do see people do that sometimes and they might have success, but it just makes it so much more challenging gang. It's like, if you were trying to, if you said, okay, I've got to move, like I'm selling my house and I'm moving to a new house. Do you want to move all the furniture by yourself? 
Or do you want to invite some friends to help you? Like that's, that's the way the program works. It's almost everything in life is better when we have friends and people around us to help us and encourage us. And, and in this situation also help hold us accountable in a gentle, caring, encouraging way. And so man, Karen, I salute you for stepping up, stepping outside of your comfort zone to do that. And I know there are podcast listeners out there who, like you said, you're not the only one, right? There are other people out there who are going, I'm, I'm really kind of private guys, we have to get over that to some degree if we want to grow and progress. I'm not saying you've got to, you've got to buy a billboard to put up your weight loss goals on, you know, on the side of the highway, but we have to step outside of our comfort zone in some ways. Okay. Now, now let's move forward. What's most different for you now, Karen? What's the biggest thing that's different for you or, and, or maybe what surprised you most about once you got inside the inner circle coaching group, kind of any, any or all of that clump together? Um, I think what surprised me most about the uh, the coaching group is that I love everybody there. That I haven't met anybody face to face, but the weeks that I'm really struggling, I go in and I post, and the feedback that I get it kind of drives me for the rest of the week. Um, and then in turn, I also, one of my love languages is words of affirmation. So when I see that other people are struggling in the group, I love to reach out to them and offer them encouragement. So it's not just a take relationship all the time. It's give and it's take, and we support each other. Um, Oh, I got so excited about the group. I forgot what the other part of the question was. Oh no, no, that's fine. I absolutely (laughs) love that. That, That was, that was beautiful. And gang, like, I can't, I'm biased, right? Because it's, it's, it's my group. It's not my group. It's not my group. Like this group has taken on a life of its own and it is its own group and it has its own amazing energy and, and, and just love to it. And, and everything Karen shared is, is 100% true. It's absolutely, it's just an incredible place and incredible environment. So thank you for sharing that, Karen. Um, The other part of the question was what's, what's most different for you now compared to whatever, five years ago, oh, 10 yeah. years ago, 20 years ago. How could I forget that? This is my favorite part. What's most different for me now is I am no longer on a diet and I don't feel like I ever have to go on a diet ever again for the rest of my life. Mm. Um, the things that I have learned in this group are just how to live my life and to be healthy. You know, I've always had this crazy, ridiculous goal that I want to be healthy. Well, that's future tense. That's something I'm always chasing. But this group has taught me through many phases and through working through the steps that I am healthy. And when, you know, I kind of changed it to a growth mindset, I realized, oh yeah, I am healthy. I can do this. And I'm not deprived. I, you know, we were out of town last weekend and I ate cheeseburgers and I had stone fire pizza and I enjoyed my time with my family and there was no guilt. There was no regret. There was no, Oh no, it's Monday morning. I got to start over again. It was, I enjoyed my life in that moment and now it's Monday and I enjoy my life the rest of the week, just as much. There's no deprivation. So I, that's yeah. All that to say, I love that I'm not on a diet anymore. (laughs) My friends, Karen just said the thing that she loves most is that she's not on a diet anymore. It's amazing. That's because she stopped repeatedly trying the same old self-defeating, soul-sucking weight loss approaches again and again. And she took steps to shift her mindset around food and exercise. Look, if you've connected with what Karen has shared 
and you want to learn more about how to do this, about how to get results that last without being cranky and hangry all the time with your life constantly revolving around some miserable diet. If that's what you want, then I highly recommend you join me on Thursday, April 13th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Just go to everybodyhatesdiets.com to register. I'll also include that link down in the show notes. I encourage you right now. Look, if you want to do this right now, don't wait because you'll forget. Right now, pause this episode, go down to the show notes, or go to everybodyhatesdiets.com and register. It'll take you like 30 seconds. It truly could change your entire weight loss mindset, and just like Karen, it could start you on a path, on a new path to sustainable weight loss success and peace of mind with food and your body. I'll teach you one of the most powerful weight loss secrets I know. We'll dive deeper into what the diet industry is trying to trick you with, some, like some of the things that Karen and I have been talking about, and I'll walk you through how I coach my clients to incredible success that not only changes their body, but also begins to change their brain and their life. I'll tell you what we do, why we do it, and how we do it. Plus, I'll answer any and all of your questions. Just go to everybodyhatesdiets.com. Register and then carve out the time and actually attend. I cannot wait to see you on April 13th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, back to the interview. There's there's no deprivation. There's no on, off. No. There's, there's no all, nothing. Yeah. No, and even in this program, so a couple of weeks ago, I just, I didn't feel well. I was kind of run down. I kind of had a flip out moment. I thought that everything was falling apart. But then when I went back and looked at my anchors in this program, it's like, wait a minute, you, you had breakfast the right way and lunch was how you've learned and you didn't go all out. I mean, it may have seemed like a little bit of a panic in the moment, but no, these things are ingrained in my life now. So even in the midst of chaos, I could hold on to my anchors in the program. And then when the seas kind of calmed down again, you know, we're just, right back to life and everything is just, I don't know. It's just peaches and cream over here. Y'all. I don't know. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's peaches and cream because you, you grew the peaches and you whipped yep. up the cream like you did. So, so gang, this is something I talk about in the group and, and one or two people have <laughs> will kind of get upset when I say this, but when people have incredible success, I always just like flip it right back to them. Like Karen, I give Karen 100% of the credit. I can't change Karen. I can't, I can't, I can't come to her house and lock her in a room and then slide grilled chicken and broccoli under the door. Like that's, that's not the way it works. Any success and change and transformation that Karen achieves is because she did it. I'm just a tour guide. Like we are just tour guides. This program is just a tour guide. We can't take you anywhere you don't want to go. And so Karen, you deserve 100% of the credit for all the amazing success you've had. Now, something that's interesting to me, is well, well, I shouldn't say it's interesting. When I ask you what's most different for you now, you mentioned immediately like you're not on a diet, right? And that goes right back to what you said er earlier when you said, I was sick and tired of my life always revolving mm -hmm. around food and my brain being like constantly obsessed with food. And so you've escaped that, like you're not there anymore. Something you wrote in the group recently really struck me. And I just wanted to bring it up because I, I feel like it's maybe one of the biggest things that's different for you now too. And it was kind of, and I'm going to butcher what you said, but essentially it was what I drew from it was that you're, you're like, yeah, I've, I've lost some weight and I've, you know, I've achieved success, but 
I'm, you're basically like, you're happy in your own skin. Like you're, you're at peace with like, yeah. Would you like to maybe, you know, get more results or do this or do that. But like you, you're at a place of happiness and confidence with who you are now physically with, is that correct? Yeah. I mean, do I still want to lose more weight? Well, yeah, I do. <laughs> but is it my driving factor anymore? No. Um, like I said, I am a healthy person and Another thing, um, I love powerlifting and I love strength training and I love working out and I don't do that to lose weight because I did that for, I mean, this is my second year in my little workout group. Um, in the first year I didn't lose a pound and I worked really, really hard. You guys have no idea. These people I got to keep up with in this group, I worked really hard and I didn't lose a pound, but when I changed my perspective on food, and I realized that exercise is there for me as an outlet, not as a weight loss method. Now I realize that my food fuels my workout. It fuels the rest of my day. And I have gotten more confidence in being able to lift heavier things and keep up with these people that are a lot smaller than me that have been working out for a whole lot longer. So the pride that I find in myself is a lot different. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So when I asked Karen, when I approached her and was like, hey, would you be willing to do an interview interview for the podcast? She was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I really have much to offer. And like, I literally, she's just like dropping truth and wisdom bombs, like one after another, boom, boom, boom. So don't miss this guys. Karen said she worked out like crazy for a year and her, her body weight didn't change. Now, does that mean that didn't do her any good? No, not at all. It was improving her health and it was great and she enjoyed it. That's wonderful. But then she said, something that is absolutely huge. She said, working out and exercise is an outlet, not a weight loss method. And I'll add to that working out and exercising isn't is can be an outlet. And it can also just be a celebration of your body and your health. But it should not necessarily be viewed as a weight loss tool as a weight loss method. It can be. But if we go too far down that rabbit hole, then before we know it, it's punishment. It's, I ate this, so I have to work out like this. I ate that, so I have to work out like this. I want to lose weight, so I have to go do a workout. Karen has escaped that because she shifted her perspective on exercise to, wait a minute, I'm going to find something I really like, and I'm going to do it because I like it. And this is going to be a this is going to be a stress, you know, a stress reliever. It's going to be an outlet for me. It's going to be a celebration of how healthy I am. And then I'm going to go over here and I'm going to address my nutrition. I'm going to begin to shift my mindset around that. Like, oh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So, so good. Okay. Okay. Now, um, let's, let's just have a little, a little fun side question before we wrap this up, Karen. What's your favorite quote unquote healthy or clean or lean meal, whatever. Uh, some of those words drive me nuts, but like, what's your favorite healthy, clean meal? And then also what's your favorite indulgence? I love grilled chicken on a nice, beautiful green salad with all the fresh veggies and then a homemade vinaigrette of just a little bit of lemon juice. And um, I love sumac. It's mm. um, a Lebanese spice. I put a little bit of that on my salad. Like I think I've eaten that every day for six or seven months. I love it that much. So that's, pause, that's my go-to. Pause. Let's be clear, gang. She's not eating that every day for six or seven months because that's the only option. She's eating. Oh, no. <laughs> just... No, no. It's because it tastes so delicious. That's why. Yeah, she just loves it. Okay. 
Awesome. Yeah. What, what what about your favorite indulgence? The f- your favorite thing where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm about to just just dig into that. Oh, I will tear up a hamburger and some French fries all day mm. long, any day. Is it like I mean, a, a, a from a local joint there close to you, or is it like a? Are you like no? I love McDonald's or Burger King or whatever. Oh no no okay no hold on. Uh, <laughs> No, fast food does not count here. It has to be, you know, like a, a delicious burger, freshly grilled, not mm. from frozen, made in an establishment that, you know, makes it to order, gotcha. not conveyor belt food. So, yeah. yeah, I don't, fast food has never been my issue. I just, yeah. I don't like that. So, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's all. Now, I'm sorry, I got to ask, what do you like? Because my wife and I have conversations, weird conversations about this. What do you like on your burger? Um, so I'm a Southern girl. So every now and then, and I live in Ohio now, so I can't find this. But if I can, and it's a Carolina style, so shout out to all my Carolina folks out there. If you can give me um, coleslaw, chili, onion, and mustard. That's called all the way in North Carolina. And I could eat a hamburger that way or a hot dog. So if I make it myself, I order it that way, order it that way. Yeah. Cause you know, I'm the short order cook at home. <laughs> I make it that way. But if I'm out in a restaurant, I love a mushroom Swiss burger. Yeah. Uh, a mushroom Swiss burger in a restaurant and this Carolina all the way. And you said it's chili, coleslaw, coleslaw, mustard, and onions. Oh. Yeah. It's excellent for the breath as you can see. Yeah. <laughs> I love, so that sounds very, I, I never, I never knew that was called all the way, but like, I love a chili dog with coleslaw and onion on it. And right now everyone is like in their car or at the gym on a treadmill listening, going, I thought this was a weight loss podcast. And now all I want yeah. is a hamburger or, or a chili dog. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but, but yeah, I can feel you on that. Like I dig that on my hot dogs. And then, um, the, the Swiss, the mushroom Swiss on, mm-hmm. on the, the hamburger, that's, that's not my go-to, but it's, um, it's good. I'm, I'm a big mayonnaise guy and I was raised like my dad was obsessed with mayonnaise. And so I put mayonnaise on pretty much anything I get the opportunity to. So my wife, when we, uh, uh somewhere along the way, uh, she was like, wait, you put mayonnaise on your hamburger. I've never seen that. And I was like, oh my gosh. Oh and yeah. Now. Yeah. She puts mayonnaise. Uh-huh. So you, yeah. You, you, you too. Oh, yeah. Mayonnaise goes on the mushroom Swiss burger and it has to be Duke's mayonnaise. Cause you know, I'm a good Southern girl. Uh, so thankfully they do have that in Ohio now. So the world is okay at this point. Cause I do have my Duke's mayonnaise. People in the South will like almost start fighting over like mayonnaise. Like it's, 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 yeah. a, it's like college football, religion, and then like uh, running a close third is like, what, wait, wait, what type of mayonnaise do you like? And so, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Now See, we talk about everything over here you can eat the mayonnaise if you want to eat the mayonnaise. We, we do. And this is just a small, small snippet of like what, what it's like inside the coaching group. We get into all kinds of fun things, but, but now here's the thing, right? We can't possibly, I mean, Karen, we're talking about eating hot dogs and fully loaded hot dogs all the way, whatever. And like mushroom Swiss burgers with mayonnaise, like, you haven't lost weight or like maybe you lost like six pounds. So like, is it okay? Do you mind if I ask how much weight you've lost? Oh no, I don't mind at all. I mean, not being on a diet one day on this program, I've lost 25 pounds and have I lost weight faster in other programs? Yeah, I did. Did I love it? Nope. I was miserable. (laughs) And I mean, I go out with friends. Like I said, I was away with my kids this weekend and enjoyed life and 
I've lost 25 pounds and through the holidays, through my birthday, through trips away, I haven't gained an ounce back. Mm. And I can't say that for any other time in my life. Mm. Oh, it makes me want to jump up and down and like, just scream. Amen. Like my friends, listen, all I want is for you to be successful. And I don't, if you're doing keto or if you're doing Weight Watchers or whatever, like we're not, we're not blasting any of those, but here's the thing. If whatever you're doing, you can't visualize yourself doing that three months or six months or whatever down the road. Like how much, what does it matter how much weight you lose? If you can't keep it off, what does it matter if you're miserable? I've already said it. I'm saying it again. Karen just said it. And, and so she brings up such a beautiful point through holidays through family outings, through vacations, through different celebrations and parties with friends and family, not only has she lost 25 pounds, she's kept it off. We get so wrapped up in short-term results. And I get it because that's what we're bombarded with by the diet industry. But unless you plan on dying in six weeks or, or eight weeks, what's the point? Like we want to get results for life. Okay. I'll get off my soapbox. I'm sorry. Now, Karen, Let's land the plane. Let's bring it all together. What's the no? So think of yourself two years ago, pulling weeds out of the garden. Yeah. Golly, I'm got. I'm going to Google or whatever, look up diet or weight loss. And you find this podcast. What's the number one thing that you would have wanted to know then? What's the number one thing that you want people to know about losing weight or nutrition or body image or whatever? I think you have to find peace with yourself no matter what program you're going to use, no matter what approach you're going to have in life. I mean, you might wake up tomorrow and decide I'm good with the weight that I'm at and the skin that I'm in. And I have peace with myself. I think that's the most important thing. And I happened to find peace in this program where I couldn't find peace before I was able to work through a lot of mental garbage. Um, and yeah, that's just the biggest thing. I'm a big person that having peace in life and satisfaction um, just in your day to day. I, do I want to set a good example for my children? Yeah, I do. And I am at peace with my life now and the examples that I'm setting for them. Yeah. Everybody wipe your tear. It's okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's, <laughs> oh, you joke. It makes me want to shed a tear though. Like that, that's, that's amazing. Um, I really don't, I really don't think there's anything worthwhile that I can add to that. She just summed it up so beautifully. My friends, you cannot put a price on peace, on peace of mind when it comes to your mental health, when it comes to your body, your, your, your body image, peace of mind. Yeah. And just having peace overall. Oh my goodness. Karen, you're amazing. I cannot thank you enough for your time. I cannot thank you enough for being just an absolutely incredible member of the inner circle coaching group for so long. And, um, it's just been a joy having you there. And I am 100% confident that there are people listening that heard exactly what they needed to hear from the things you shared. So thank you for stepping out of your comfort zone, not being so private that you wouldn't come on and do this interview. It means so much. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Oh, you're welcome, Corey. I really appreciate this opportunity. And, you know, maybe somebody out there will start eating their hot dog all the way because of what we talked about here today. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. As I mentioned at the beginning, she circled right around. <laughs> she injects fun and laughter into all of it. Okay, gang, that's it from us. Karen, thank you so much. Everyone have a beautiful day. 
Oh my goodness. If you're anything like me, that was amazing and incredibly helpful. I just want to thank Karen again for stepping out of her comfort zone and being so wonderful to come and share and to share openly and honestly. I want to thank all of you for listening. I hope that was helpful. And if it was, and if you saw yourself in Karen's story, I hope that you will attend my free class on April 13th at 8 p.m. Eastern time. This is going to be like a free live coaching call, really, where I explain what the diet industry tries to sell you and trick you with and then walk you through a different method, a different way to approach losing weight that begins to shift your mindset, improves your confidence, reduces your stress around food and dieting, and improves your relationship with yourself. And then I will answer any and all of your questions live, right there, in person, in Zoom person. (laughs) No food, workout, supplement, or weight loss topic is off limits. The class is 100% free. You've got nothing to lose. Just go to everybodyhatesdiets.com and mark your calendar for 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Thursday, April 13th. Have an amazing day. Thank you so much for your time. God bless. Bye-bye.